As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me today. Excited to have you on. Uh, for those that don't know, can you just give me a, a quick background of who you are and what you're about? Uh, very nice to be here. Thank you. Uh, my name is Kia Jam, and uh, I spend most of my time trying to figure out how to get movies made. So that's my day job. Nice. Has it gotten harder or easier uh, as you've been a part of the industry? That's a great question. You know, it, it seems like it's gotten harder. Um, and it has gotten harder, but at the same time, there's more money being spent on content today than ever by a humongous factor. And there's more buyers, but less studios. So it, it's just been kind of a constantly evolving thing at this point. It's just a matter of trying to keep the plate spinning while this paradigm shift kind of finds its, the plates, the tectonic plates just kind of find themselves, right? But it certainly feels like it has become more difficult. And And uh, one, one area that actually definitely has become more difficult has been casting. Um, the streamers have come in and they are, uh, and you know, more power to them, they are significantly overpaying talent because they're doing buyout contracts. So it's made it really difficult for those of us that are independent producers that just kind of, you know, got my little shingle, making my little movies. It makes it really difficult to compete for that we need the talent to come and be in our film versus them going and getting humongous you know paychecks as they need to get from the streamers so it certainly has been more challenging COVID has certainly added a layer of complexity to to what we do but uh but still kind of fun so i still love what i do that's awesome yeah it's interesting i i'm very briefly kind of played around in like your guys' space um you know I've, i've kind of a crazy background you know when i was young got in a lot of trouble went through the system and and have come out and and realized that it was just undirected ambition, you know, it was, it was going in the wrong way. And so I've done really well for myself from a business standpoint. So I've talked to a bunch of production companies about different show ideas and pilot signed contracts I've pitched and kind of, so that, that's like as far in as I've, I've really been, I've, I did some like extra work when I was like young in college, like that doesn't really count, you know, but on the other it's side. It's kind of so, a fun way to see it, right? You get to show up on set and see what it's like. Yeah, it's actually yeah. a pretty good way to get exposed to 
you know, the, the, the magic of filmmaking, if you will. Yeah. 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 I grew up in Southern California. So Hollywood is just, you know, you know, it's, it's right around the corner from anywhere I was at any given point. So. You can't get away from us. Yeah, <laughs> kind, of, kind of grew up all around that. So, but it's really interesting to kind of understand the business side and the dynamics and how movies are created and made and financed. And uh, it's, it's, it's such an interesting model in business. And it, it is interesting. I'm a tech guy. So kind of seeing Netflix and Amazon and, and what they've been able to kind of do through the, the industry and, and that, that evolution kind of watching as an outsider really, but understanding the tech side of it um, and seeing how it's disrupted and changed things and, and created like, new, you know, new models is, is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, did you ever gravitate towards like the, the crowdfunding? Um, you know, I know it's not as big as it once was. I feel like maybe like a few years ago, even like, it seemed like that could have been like a really effective way to raise financing, but yeah, you know, I, I never went down that path. I know a lot of people have, and it's been, you know, great for them. And, uh, one of my former business associates actually went down that route and kind of raised well north of a hundred million dollars for a project he was working on in the interactive space. So I've seen it work really well for people. I have not done that. I just kind of, you know, we have a system that works and it's kind of tried and tested and, and, um, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about crowdfunding, so I don't want to uh, learn about it <laughs> in the process of a movie or when I'm, you know, when, when, when I have this great creative idea or a project that we're making, I don't necessarily um, want to go down one of those paths quite yet. Who knows, maybe someday we will. I know there's a lot of discussion about kind of, you know, uh, crowdfunding in the space and there's like crypto is there's a lot of talk about crypto coming into the space, but, uh, I've stayed pretty traditional. We, you know, we try to just kind of focus on the creative, you know, to me, for me and, 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 and my group and the folks that I work with, it all really comes down to the script. It all comes down to the material and the characters and you got to get that right. If you get that right, everything else just kind of hopefully falls into place. But if that's not right, it just, you know, you're starting off with a fucked up foundation. So that's where we try to keep our focus. Can you share a little bit just in terms of process of how you go out and actually do the financing for, so let's uh, yeah. have a script, you know, you have a concept that seems like it's, yeah has potential legs or maybe there's a demand in some capacity. It's unique. What yeah. You know, it's interesting as, as, as a, as a producer, you know, I'm with the project for a really long time. Right. So, you know, we hire a wonderful actor or they come in for a week of rehearsal or a day of rehearsal and they shoot for two, three, four weeks and then they leave. And then maybe we get them back for a day or two in post to do ADR and then maybe some marketing. But, you know, as the producer, it kind of, I've already been with it for, for years already sometimes, right? And then we'll see all the way through development and production and pre-production and post-production and delivery and marketing. So for us, it's a really long process. So it's got to be a world that, you know, you want to live in for a couple of years, right? Um, and hopefully you find that. In terms of how we get our material, you know, we, you know, we get submissions, you know, whether it's or agencies submitting stuff to us or just kind of producers and writers and directors around town know that, you know, we've kind of been around long enough and maybe know what we're doing. So we get submissions that way. And other times it's just kind of, you know, you read an article, you read the news, you read a book, and you're like, oh, this is amazing. There'd be a good movie here. And then you kind of have to go after the rights and try to see <clears throat> who owns the rights and try to get the rights. And when you have the rights, then you have to develop a script. So how do you do that? You got to find the writer and then pay the writer. And if the writer's in the guild or in the union, you've got to set up a union entity so that you are allowed to technically work with these types of writers. And then when the script is done, that's the point that we start 
what we call packaging, which is basically when you start to find uh, a director or actors and things of that sort. Because so those things typically need to be in place prior to you being able to access the funding. Because everyone, you know, the same, you know, if, if Tom Cruise was made starring me, nobody will. My mom would have seen it. And that's about it. <laughs> the same script, right? But then when, when, when an actor like Tom and those guys come in, obviously that changes the value, changes the, the worth, if you will, the distribution value of the film. So you need to have some of those elements in place before you can actually go raise the big money for the film. Do you so, negotiate their contracts before you go out and get financing? Or how does that? Typically, typically, ideally, you, you try to get one or two elements attached. And you make an offer to an actor saying, hey, man, I'm going to pay this actor X, but this offer is subject to me getting a bond and close the financing and things of that sort. So, and, and other times, you know, I, I, I did a film uh, a couple years ago where it was done entirely with equity. The entire picture was funded with equity. And that puts you in a different position because then you're kind of like, we're going picture. We don't need to do a bank loan. We don't need any of those other things. And we're going and here it is. And we need you for two weeks. Do you want to come play in our sandbox? But that's not the normal way. The normal way in the independent space is, you know, it's, it's a couple of components that come together for the financing. One of the components is a foreign sales, uh, is a foreign sales component. So let's say you and I decide we want to make a movie in uh, the black pen, right? And it's going to be, you know, written by you, directed by me, starring my dog, right? This movie has a value. We send this to our foreign sales partners, folks that we work with and agencies that actually sell the movie to the various territories all around the world. You know, they do a little breakdown that, okay, we're going to sell this movie, we think, in Germany for this much, in Japan for this much, in Russia for this much, the Middle East for this much. And then we have a list of, okay, the foreign sales value of this movie, let's just say for the sake of argument, is $10 million. The numbers are typically, they'll say, this is the high, this is a low, and this is the ask. So let's say we average it out, it's about $10 million. Then we can take their piece of paper to a bank. There are certain banks in town that this is what they do. They know the business. They're sophisticated in this particular space. And they say, okay, we're going to go ahead and give you a loan against these estimates because we know the person that gave you the estimates. They're good at what they do. We're going to discount it by X. And sometimes they make you make one or two sales, indicative sales, so that they see the numbers are, in fact, where they need to be. And then the bank says, okay, I'll give you a loan when we do all this paperwork, jump through all these hoops. I need to have a completion bond that posts. And there's all kinds of, you know, administrative stuff that goes on endlessly during that process. Then we have to go to a completion bond company and tell the completion bond company that we can actually make this movie for this amount of money in this amount of time. They read the script, they look at our budget and our schedule like, wait a minute, you've only budgeted a day to blow up the building. That's going to take you two days. How are you going to do it in a day? Then we got to sell them all. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to use five cameras instead of two and we have a helicopter and a drone and this and that and the other thing. And that's how we're going to do it in one day. So it's a very interactive process with the bond company. The other element is an element of soft money. You know, we're going to shoot the movie in North Carolina. We're going to shoot it in, in, you know, Latvia. We're going to shoot it wherever we shoot it. And there's a 15 or 20% rebate in these places, sometimes 30%, sometimes 40%. So it's a combination of the foreign sales, the bank loan, the debt, and the rebate, and last but not least, is an equity component. So let's say on the $10 million movie, we get a million and a half dollars in rebate, right? And that rebate, again, there's people that loan against it. They're going to discount it and loan against it once the bond posts. The bond won't post until you hit your strike price, which means you have all your money together. It's like buying a house in escrow. Escrow closes when 
all the papers are done, everything's lined up, all the money comes in, escrow closes and you and I sell the house. So it's a combination of typically equity, uh, rebate and debt. So those are the three steps. And in the meantime, before you even get there, typically we have to spend a lot of time and a lot of money on the development process. You gotta hire writers, you gotta do rewrites, you gotta do on location scouts. If we're gonna shoot this movie in Romania, you've never been to Romania, you gotta go look at it. Say, can I shoot this movie here? What is it gonna look like? Let me meet the locals, let me look at the building, let me look at the architecture. There's, there's some things that have to happen. So it's, it's, it's a relatively involved process, but uh, it's not rocket science. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we're not putting people in the moon, so. It's fascinating though, and the financing side is so intriguing to me. You know, right. as a startup entrepreneur who builds tech, it's so different uh, than what you do. I mean, like even just the scouting, like you said, going out to physical locations, making sure you can actually, you know, film a movie in the desired place or city or region, wherever you are in the world. And it's even possible. So it's, it's I mean, typically the, the scouting is done in multiple steps. The first step is, let's say, like, for example, right now, there's a picture we're going to do um, at the end of Q1, I think, or early Q2 next year. We're going to shoot it in Riga, Latvia. And the filmmaker, the director has never been there. So the early scout that we're going to do is we've read the script and let's say there's office building exterior. So we talk to the director and say, what do you have in mind? He's going to say, oh, I want a futuristic tall glass building or an old building that's got vines growing up. Whatever he says, we'll send our scouts out and shoot 10 different places. Send those 10 locations to him and photograph. He's going to say, I want to see these three. So when we go, he looks at the three. And then if he creatively signs off on it, then we have to see technically does it work. Is it next to an airport? Are there planes flying over it every three minutes? Then we can't shoot sound. Or is there room in there for us to have the 10 people that we need in the scene and to move a camera around? Or is there restrictions on what days of the week we can shoot there or not? You know, so there's a lot of those things. And then at the very, very end, we do what's called a tech scout, which is went right before we shoot there, we do a tech scout with all the department heads and the director comes in and says, okay, Here's what we're doing here. This is the scene where you're sitting at your office, your toddler's in the back and I'm sitting at my desk and it's a conversation between the two of them and there's a horse outside the window and a, you know, something's flying, you know, whatever it is. They talk about the scene so that every department head has an idea as to what's going on. So the location scouting process goes on for a while. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun actually, because then, you know, art department also comes in and you know, you might, at your location scout, you walk into an empty, warehouse and then art department does their thing and then next time you come in that empty warehouse is turned into a futuristic nightclub or a medical you know triage center with tents and blood and beds and you know so it's, it's really interesting to see the kind of progression of things go from photographs and drawings to you walk in you're like holy fuck this yeah. is pretty cool yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I still I still I'm, I'm happy to say I still you know I still have that little the kid inside that just kind of goes, wow, how cool is this? This is awesome. I yeah. can't believe we get to do this, you know? So it's kind of fun. That's awesome. I feel like as a movie viewer, we just like don't appreciate all the time, energy and work that goes into actually creating these films. And we just expect so much, especially in today's age, where like, there's just like a, like a 24 seven stream of content all the yeah. time. And like, I personally, like I love movies. Like my wife and I, we love watching movies like Friday right. night, and I, like that's one of our favorite things we sit down and we watch a movie or like go out to the movies like we, we just we just love movies and you just you don't realize how much time energy and work it took to actually make this thing become a reality and you sitting in front of your screen it's it's so easily 
we so easily view it nowadays too. It's like, yeah. And, and I think you're right there, but that's kind of a double-edged sword, right? You know, as a filmmaker, I don't want you to know how to, I want you to just go and enjoy it. Right. Right. But as a filmmaker also, when I sit and watch something, I can turn it off and on. I mean, sometimes I sit and I watch something and I'm like, oh my God, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah, right. I can't believe they did that. And other times I just turn it off, get my popcorn and sit back and want to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 is, it is, you know, a, a, a tiny action sequence in a movie sometimes will spend four weeks shooting it. Four weeks. They shoot a little tiny, like a car chase, a cool car chase with some crazy shit that happens. So yeah. it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but it's, it's, it's very precision, you know, there's a lot of precision work, especially when it comes to the big action sequences and whatnot. Safety is a concern and all that kind of stuff, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I feel very, very blessed and, and, and humble to do what I do at the level that I do it at. And I get up and I just kind of thank the stars every day that I get to make movies for a living. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's probably so much fun. The way you explained it, how you get excited when you go and see like a new set. It just it seems like it'd be really, like a new adventure almost every day, you know? Um, yeah, and every, and every film is different. You know, I, you know, I've shot in probably 15 to 20 different countries. And in every country you go, there's, there's new rules. There's new kind of, well, you can't do that here. You can do it here. Okay, so you got to kind of figure that out. And, you know, it's interesting. I did a movie that we shot recently uh, in Abu Dhabi in Dubai. And it was a lot of fun. We had a great time working there. Uh, the the locals took really good care of us. The cast had a terrific time. It was just a, a great experience. Um, but one of the things you can't do over there is blow shit up. They just don't allow explosives. It's it's just the way it works. You know, things that we take for granted here, like walkie talkies, are really difficult there because, and 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 explosives and guns are really difficult. So we had to kind of figure it out. It got to the point where there's a scene where there's a car that blows up. There's a car that's parked in front of this building, and this car blows up it flips and lands on its head right so we tried all the different ways and said why don't we just kind of flip the car we'll add the fire and post and it just wasn't going to look right so we drove the car into the spot we found the exact car in thailand <laughs> painted it the same color drove it out to the middle of nowhere, put a green screen around it, and blew the fuck out of it. <laughs> and so we, we shot that there, blew that car up, pulled that, and placed it in, in the shot here. So, you know, you kind of just have to figure it out, right? You yeah. know, I'm, I did a movie in Russia. We couldn't use snow candles. Snow candles are these, like, weird candle-looking things that you light. with a, It's really like with a lighter. You light it, and a few people hold it around. And then the stuff comes off it that looks like snow. It's literally snow. But because of the classification of the whatever the hell is in it, it's considered an explosive and we couldn't get it into the country. So here I am, north of the Arctic Circle, shooting this like crazy scene. And I over here, you're just like, yeah, just give me some snow candles. And over there, it was like, get the Department of Defense on the phone. Let's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I just want a snow candle. That's all I need here. So you kind of have to... Um, be willing to kind of, you know, zig or zag or, you know, make do with what you have. So that's one of the things I quite like about it. Yeah, that's very much an entrepreneur's journey as well. That's true. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I'm not blowing up cars in Thailand, you know. And thank God for Thailand. <laughs> yeah, we've shot a couple of films there. It's a great place to shoot. We actually, oh, I was there. Thailand's an amazing oh. place to visit, too. Yeah. It's terrific. Yeah, we were there. My producing partner and I were there, Dean, uh, over the summer. We were going to, 
shoot a picture there that we were going to, we actually were starting the movie right before COVID hit two years ago. Unfortunately, we saw the writing on the wall and we kind of put everything in boxes and in storage and brought everybody home before the shutdown because we don't ever want to take any chances with people's safety. Right. And so we went back um, over the summer and going back, we went to the way what Thailand had done is you had to enter the country through Phuket. They called it the sandbox where you have to do all the tests and blah, blah, blah. And you land in Phuket, you go to a designated hotel. You have to do three COVID tests over whatever, five days, whatever it was. And it all worked and we started scouting and the director was with us. Everything was going well. And then suddenly they shut the island down from the rest of Thailand because uh, a few cases had come from others visiting from the mainland. So unfortunately we had to shut that movie down. So there's, you know, we weren't certainly planning on going all the way over there and being there for two weeks in quarantine and then shutting the movie down. But unfortunately when it comes to health and safety and the reality of we weren't able to get any of our gear out of Bangkok. So we're not making the movie. Let's shut it down and we'll come back. So we have to always be ready to (laughs) couple. Yeah. Zig and zag. No, it's really interesting. You have a really impressive background too with, with the movies you've done. Can you, can you maybe share some of like your top movies or favorite movies or maybe some, some, actors and actresses that you've worked with. I mean, there's some big names on your. Yeah, I've, I've been very, like I said earlier, I've been very blessed. I've worked with some wonderful people, people that, you know, I've kind of grown up with, and, you know, now they're sending me happy holidays emails and stuff. So I, I, I kind of, you know, have to pinch myself once in a while. I've been very blessed. I, I, I got to work with Jeremy Irons many years ago. He and I had become friends and he is such a wonderful man. I just love Jeremy. I can't wait to see him as often as I do. Uh, most recently, I worked with Pierce Brosnan, who was the consummate gentleman, the nicest, coolest cat ever. Yeah. Uh, just a wonderful man. He'll always uh, be. It, it, there's some characters that certain people play. He'll always be the Bond type to me. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely got a strong association with that character. But he was he was just wonderful to work with. I'll tell you a funny story about him. Um, so we're, the, he, he was the lead in the movie that we did in the United Arab Emirates I was telling you about in Abu Dhabi. We were based in Abu Dhabi and we shot probably 95% of what we shot there was shot in and around Abu Dhabi. The sound stages, the lo- locations, etc. But there is a, a, a chase sequence that took place in the sand with these cars and bikes chasing each other. And another sequence in the sand that we needed to shoot outside of Dubai. So we schedule and plan accordingly that we're all going to go to Dubai. We take, you know, a crew of I don't know, 80 people with us. We are at this one particular hotel and we're ready to go out. We got two days of photography out there. We were going to do all the sand stuff and then go back to Abu Dhabi, blah, blah, blah. And then come back to Dubai one day to shoot this giant scene in a, in a huge suite where Pierce goes and his characters and he, you know, steals the stuff and it's a blah. So we get there and the night before we're supposed to start shooting, it rains and it hasn't rained there in 5 million years. <laughs> so we can't go to the desert. We can't shoot in the sand and we're sh- stuck. So the night before I'm sitting with the filmmaker and my partner, the director and our location, our, our crew, we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? And we kind of move around we're like, okay, you know what? Let's just get a suite in the hotel and we can go shoot the scene in the suites because you always have what are called cover sets. You're always kind of, you know, working on contingencies. So there's this lovely young lady who was our representative at the hotel. We, you know, 
call her out and you said, hey, this has happened. We need a suite. That big suite that we looked at, can we get that? And if that's not available since it's last minute, can you just give us something else? We'll go shoot that tomorrow. And she's like, uh, every suite in the hotel is booked. I'm like, what do you mean? This is a hotel's got, it's massive. What do you mean every? She's like, every suite in the hotels. It was the Atlantis Hotel. And so she's like, what the hell do we do? So I we went to Piers and he said, hey, can we shoot in your suite? <laughs> and you know, without hesitation, he just said, sure, I'll make the coffee. So at like five in the morning, you know, all the crew shows up knocking on his door. He opens the door in his little robe. And he's making tea and coffee for everyone. He just was the most gracious and kind and fun to be around. And so that was a fun little uh, uh, Pierce story that I thought I'd share with you. That's cool. In terms of movies, you know, I made a movie years ago. I produced a movie with a, with a group of very talented people called Lucky Number 11. I love that film. You know, I just a couple of months ago, I, caught, I was flipping through the channels one night, late night, and it was just starting. And I sat and watched it again. I wasn't intending on being up for two hours, but I watched it again. It holds up. It's a terrific script, an excellent filmmaker. Uh, ben Kingsley is phenomenal. Morgan Freeman, I mean, really, it's just a, a terrific cast. Josh Hartnett was fantastic in the movie. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, 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 I've, been really, I've been really blessed. I've got great yeah. people. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have a favorite movie or top three? My, my personal favorite? Yeah, yeah. My favorite movie is E.T. Oh, nice. That's a good e. one. E.T. is, in my opinion, the... It's a perfect film. Yeah. The first time I saw E.T. is when I said to myself, I want to do this. I don't know how they do that. I, I have nobody in my extended family was, has anything to do with this business. We're all kind of, I'm, I'm the weirdo because everybody's kind of academic and doctors and engineers and right. you know, all that. But um, uh, I kind of wanted to do that. I remember watching E.T. and it had a profound impact on me. I remember being kind of afraid in the beginning. I'm like, well, what's going on? Who's this guy with the keys and yeah. this weird creature? Wow, the creature's scary. And then as the movie went on, you start to fall in love with this ugly, ridiculous creature. And at the end, when he's leaving, I was bawling. And I thought I was quite young. And I remember thinking, I just had a whole range of emotion watching one movie. This is so powerful. I want to do that. How do I do that? Um, and so that was kind of the moment. It was a, it was a defining moment for me. And I had a, I had the opportunity to tell Mr. Spielberg that one time, which was pretty cool for me. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. How, yeah. Do you remember how old you were at that point? I don't know. It was probably 10, 12, something like yeah. that. 10 years old. Crazy. Something. It's how impressionable that movie became. It, it yeah. created the entire trajectory of your life and career. It's really, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. And, and, and I'm, I'm really glad he never that they never made a sequel or a remake. Or, I mean, yeah. he, I think they, they they went in years later and they kind of fixed up some of the visual effects and and I think they removed the guns at the end and put walkie. They did that kind of stuff, but they never made a sequel. Like he didn't come back, and you know, everybody's older. And I, I'm so glad they didn't. That movie is so perfect that uh, yeah. it's, I'm glad it it still sits on a pedestal in my world. Yeah, for sure. It's not Fast and Furious Twenty Seven. <laughs> no it's not but i gotta tell you you know what good with that. i go to every single when the fast and furious I know, it's so out, it's I go opening weekend and i get a big bucket of popcorn and i just kind of sit and yeah, go no. for the ride and, and and there's submarines and explosions and and i just eat it all up yeah, no. <laughs> there are a few movie, movies that i'm just like can't watch you know i mean if i start yeah. to I usually watch it through so 
Um, what What's happened? your favorite movie? What's that? What's your favorite movie? I have a few genres I love. You know, like I love the gangster movies. So like, oh yeah, Godfather trilogy. Just like some of those like classics that I just like grew up on. Scarface. You like that genre is uh, is oh, something yeah. I just like can always watch. Like Peaky yeah. Blinders. To oh me, my god, it's so good. Such a good show. I, I can't. I couldn't believe how good and how sucked in I got to that show. I had such a hard time. Uh, I watched the, the the first episode whenever it came out thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I can't understand what the hell they're saying. I, know, I, so I ended up putting on the closed captioning. So yeah, me too. I, pretty much everyone I know does that. And yeah. If you do that, you're like in. I mean, I was already kind of in the first two episodes. But it's so beautiful. The performances are oh, insane, yeah. and so the good. script is fantastic, yeah. and the look, the way it's shot, the grittiness of the set, the lighting. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like you can smell the set. Yeah, exactly. I love the characters too, like Tom Hardy's character. Oh God, so good. Tom Hardy can read the phone book, and I'll be hooked. I Give know. him a phone book, and I'll just sit there and stare at him. He's so good. Yeah, he's good. And then, uh, uh, oh, for comedy, like I, I love Get Him to the Greek. I think that that <laughs> so funny so well. Like that was so funny. Time I watch it, I crack up like out loud. I'm, I'm like out loud laughing. You know, like it's. Yeah. It's so good. I gotta so, watch that again. I gotta watch that again. Oh, it's so good. So I have like you know genres that like I'm just obsessed with. But yeah, um, yeah. What, what? Okay. So what happened to Quibi? Like <laughs> Quibi, you said? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> what was the they, deal? With they, that? they ended up doing one thing that I really quite liked. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Do you ever see a movie called The Princess Bride? The, from back in the day. From back in the day. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. So what Kubi did is they went and they recreated that. This was during COVID, right? They recreated that movie in 10 little episodes. And in each episode, the characters are played by a different actor. That's cool. Like Jack Black shot a scene of it in his house in his backyard. And then in the next clip, it's somebody else playing that character. And it, that, if you haven't seen it, I don't, I'm sure it's on somewhere that you can see it, yeah. but that is something yeah. you can see. And, you know, I don't know. Jeffrey Katzenberg is an incredibly smart man and they raised a, a lot of money. And I guess, you know, maybe people just weren't ready for it. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would never discount Mr. Katzenberg. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a very, very, very sharp and, and smart man. And, and I'm watching kind of with bated breath to see what he chooses to do next. But, you know, sometimes even, the great things don't work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was, it was, hey, it was, like, maybe it's too soon, and, and maybe it just wasn't captivating enough for like what consumers wanted. I don't know either, but I always find it like a very fascinating case study in tech. You know? Yeah, I mean, you you as an entrepreneur, you know that it it takes so many stars have to line up for a great idea with money to work. Right. Right. There's a lot of great ideas that are funded that still don't work, and the same thing in my business. You know, there's some. Right really interesting, great movies with great marketing campaigns that just kind of don't work. And you never really, you can't put your finger on it. You know, very rarely can you put your finger on something where they're like, oh, here's why it didn't work. Right. They did this, this, and this wrong, or this didn't work, or this actor. But, uh, you know, in the case of Quibi, I'm, I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I just yeah. think right, maybe it was, you know, the wrong time. But uh, but do, do watch this, this Princess Bride thing they did. Okay. It's really, really cool. I'll it's check really, it out. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I love that movie growing up. Princess oh, I, so good. Yeah. What's it? What's the? Uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> you killed my father. Put him yeah. to die. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
That was like, that was so cool. I was like yeah, that, yeah, that was like so fun. But Mandy yeah. Patinkin is so amazing. Another wonderfully talented uh, actor. Yeah. I've never met him. I've never worked with him. But boy, would I love to work with him someday. He's sure. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you're probably crazy busy schedule. I don't want to keep you too long. And uh, this has been mm -hmm. really cool. I, I appreciate chopping up and, and sharing all your insight. And, and everything about your career has been uh, really cool and amazing. Being able to break into Hollywood the way you did and create some amazing films and, and continue and financing, just all, the whole thing is, is really cool and awesome story. So it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I think if you think about all the crazy shit that's going on in the world today, to be able to provide some entertainment for someone, uh, for a family, for grown people, for young people to just tune out for a couple hours and be entertained, it's kind of cool. You know, and, uh, and, and, you know, you feel a sense of kind of responsibility because, you know, I've made every movie we, we make, we hope is a great one, right? But sometimes they're just not, they don't turn, for some reason the, the soup doesn't work. And even the ones where the soup doesn't work, a lot of people get to see it. So there's this kind of sense of responsibility of you really want to do a good job. So, you know, we managed to, to, to try to, to, to try to do that as often as we can. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to do. I, like I said, I feel very blessed. I've got, um, I've been able to be in this business and kind of continue to be in this business for, for decades now. So yeah. hopefully we've got, um, we've got four or five movies that we have ready to go and maybe three of them will go next year. They're really fun. So we're really excited to share those movies with, with the global audience and hopefully, you know, get them to tune out for a couple hours and be entertained. Nice. I love it. I'm going to keep my eyes open. And if you want to, I don't know if you want to um, plug your website or socials or anything where people can find you or reach out. The, the website is kjammedia.com. Uh, it's www.kjammedia with two m's.com. And they can, uh, uh, anybody wants, they can learn a little bit more about what we do, what we've done, what we're doing, hopefully. And, uh, and there they can, all my other stuff is on there too. So they can, uh, uh, check it out, but uh, I'm, I'm really glad to have been able to share some with you. I uh, have an enormous amount of respect for what you've done and what you're doing and I uh, wish you massive success going forward and and hopefully one day we can be in the same. Where, where are you, by the way? Where are you located? Uh, I just left Orange County, California. I'm in uh, Houston, Texas now. So. Oh, nice. I grew yeah. up in Orange County. Yeah, I'm there every weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm back pretty often. I'm, I'm going to buy again there. I miss the beach. I'm buying in Florida right now, so I'm going to have both coasts covered. But <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but cool, Key. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on today. Of course. Do you take care of yourself and happy holidays. You too. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.